Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Now, I have given up everything else, which I knew to be the only way to really know Christ. I haven't learned all I should, but I keep working towards the day when I will finally be all that Christ saved me for and wants me to be. 2020, knowing him more and more, knowing me. Welcome to your Carl House and now, a senior pastor, Reverend Gilbert Osei. So, okay, we continue our series on, are you listening to the Spirit of God? Are you listening to the Spirit of God? Are you listening? To the Spirit of God. A little recap one. Direction is a crucial part of our human existence. The reason we are treating the topic, are you listening to the Spirit of God, is that direction is a crucial part of our human existence. As a human being, at one time or the other in your life, you will definitely need to make decisions in areas of your life like the work of ministry. You need direction on The area of ministry, work of ministry, um, very popular one is the choice of a spouse. It's important if you choose wrong, it has the potency to affect you. So as a human being, even before you're a believer, um, you need direction in the area of the work of ministry, the choice of spouse, and also important, change of location. You don't be a believer and you just feel like going to stay in Kumasi. Christians don't move by feelings. Or my friends say now, the economy of Dubai is very booming. So I feel like going to Dubai. People have followed others to places and they have died. I must say this honestly. This is not to boast, just to point out this point. Is that in all my ministerial traveling, I travel just a few places, like 26 countries, 27. And the place you never expect for a ministry to have effectiveness will not be every African sees God taking them to America to Europe but I think my personal personally my ministry was very prominent in Nigeria 
and there are so many things that happened to me in ministry that didn't happen to me in Germany, in Madrid, in Spain, Madrid, Spain, and in Singapore, Malaysia, all these places. Strangely, every young man's desire was to do ministry in America. I really, really, really preached in a couple of states in America, 26, 25 states in America. Uh, but even in America, it was within Nigerians. Even in America, it was within Nigerians. So, location as a believer, where you should stay, where you should work, where you should settle in life, where if you should even do ministry, you need direction. So you need direction on location. You need direction on the work or business you should be involved in. You don't travel because my uncle said I should come. Some people can move. They call themselves Christians. And the reason they moved because their brother got an appointment. Some even move because they won American lottery. If God didn't, God, if you don't want me to go, don't let me win the lottery. You are even lottery with God. Believers don't take decisions like that. So in every stage of your life, you need direction. So area of work, the type of business, the local church. The church you should belong to, if you don't pray about it, there is no church that has no issues. When you pray and you are led, circumstances and situations and offenses will move you out. When you are prayed and you have been led to a local church, irrespective of what happens, you know this is where God says I should be. But if you don't pray in such things that you just move. Because a lot of my friends, my classmates are in that church. I like the ambience. I know people go to a church because of the choir. They like the church because of the choir. Christians don't choose church like that. Are you here? Very importantly to educational institution, you need direction on which school. So every human being, one way or the other, will need direction. And like I said before, the fear of not making the wrong decision has driven many into the fear of not making the wrong choice the fear of not making the wrong decision has driven many into indulging in erroneous practices 
So because I don't want to make a mistake. Father, if it rains tomorrow morning, then you want me to travel. If it doesn't rain, it's a proof. You don't do that with God. You don't. You don't do trial lock. You don't write the first letter of the names of the ladies you are considering. And then you pray, then you throw it in the air. The one that will fall to the left. It's not the right one. The one that will fall in the middle. You still continue praying about it. The one that will fall to the right. No. When you see people, you seen other means apart from scriptural means for direction. Is because they lack knowledge of God's direction. When you see people using other means, apart from scriptural ways of being led by the Spirit of God, it simply means they lack understanding. I remember some years ago, I was praying to God for something and I wanted to hear the voice of God and I told God if he doesn't speak, I was not standing up. I was at a tree, I will never forget. It was raining heavily. And I told God till he speaks and tell me I won't stand up from the rain. I was lying flat on the ground. It was raining. It started small, then it increased. I could see the rain was climbing up. When it was closer to my mouth, I could manage it. Then it got closer to my nose. And then it was passing my nose. Then the way the thing was going, I gave myself direction. That God will talk tomorrow. So I stood up from the motor. I stood up. Nobody advised me that this thing can kill me. When I die before God, I will hear God's voice. So when, when, when you lack the understanding of how God leads his people, you tend to use several things. I'll never forget a dream somebody told me. I was not married yet. The lady said she had a dream. She was on a compound with me. She was sweeping and I was collecting the the rubbish. So, God was telling him that we'll have a family together. So, anytime she would dream, she'll be sweeping with those long brooms. And then I'll be holding. I say, "Rock, I never could do What? What? Dust pan. Uh huh. I was holding the dust pan, and she was sweeping. So she came to ask me. So, Prof, what does he mean? Honestly, I never had intention of working at Zoom Lion. 
So I didn't really get what he was still expecting me. He said, every time, prophet, it's not once, it's not twice. Any time I'll have a dream. Me and you are on the same compound. And it looks like the same house. And I will be sweeping and you will be gathering the rubbish. I think God is saying something. So several times when I told her I didn't understand, she said the Lord told her that I was the husband. They will be gathering and cleaning together. It's amazing. I don't remember the last time I swept my room. So whether the dream was for future or I'm here to be quality rubbish. <laughs> okay, there is, you can write it again like this. The reason why a believer will leave his life to chance. The reason why a believer will leave his life to chance is simply because he lacks the understanding of God's provision. The reason why a believer will leave his life to chance is simply because he lacks the understanding of God's provision. He lacks understanding of God's provision of leading and guidance for his children. The reason a believer will leave his life to chance is simply because he lacks the understanding of God's provision of leading and guidance for his children, a fact that is well outlined and explained in scriptures. A fact that is well outlined and explained in scriptures. We'll start again with John chapter 8 verse 12. John the chapter number 8, the verse number 12. We are still studying. Are you listening to the voice? Are you listening to the spirit of God? John 8, 12. Quickly, please. John chapter 8, the verse number 12. Uh-huh. Then spake Jesus again unto them saying then spake jesus again unto them saying i am the light of the world i am the light of the world he that follows me shall not walk in darkness he that follows me shall not walk in darkness shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life but the person who follows me will have the light of life of life very key points to note one Jesus showed us two distinguished, sorry, two distinctions in humanity. Jesus in John 8, 12 showed us two distinctions in humanity between two kinds of men. John 8, 12, Jesus is showing us two distinctions in Humanity between two kinds of men. Number one, the man who walks in darkness. And number two, the man that walks 
the man that has the life, the light of life. The man that walks in darkness. And the second man is the man that has the light of life. The man that walks in darkness. And the man that has the light of life. First John chapter 1. 5 to 7. First John chapter 1. 5 to 7. First John chapter 1. Verse 5 through to verse 7. Mm-hmm. This then is the message which we have heard. Of this him. then is the message which we have heard. And declare unto you. And we declare that message to you. That God is light. That God is light. And in him is no darkness And because at all. he is light in him, there is, there no, is darkness no darkness, at, darkness at, all. at all. If we say that we have So if we with say him, we have fellowship. With the him. word fellowship, koinonia. If we are united, if we are one with God. And walk in darkness. And we say we are walking in darkness. We lie. Then it's a lie because you can't be light and walk in darkness. Is somebody here? There is no way you are united with light. Let me say it in a very interesting way. There is no way you are light and you walk in darkness. Is somebody here? Because the Bible says he that is joined with God is one spirit. So if you are joined, united, you are one with God, you can't walk in darkness. So if we say we have fellowship, koinonia, union, we participate, we share with God. And walk in darkness. And we say we walk in darkness. We lie. And we lie. The truth. And we don't know the truth. But if we walk in the light. Because if you walk in the light. As he is in the light. Because he is in the light. We have fellowship one with another. Then that is the proof that you have fellowship. One with another. One with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ is And son the blood of Jesus Christ is Cleanses us from all Cleanses sin. us. What has made us walk in light and be like God is the fact that the blood of Jesus has cleansed us from all iniquity. Because that union, the ability for you to be a child of light was made possible by Christ Jesus. Our union with God was made possible because of Jesus. To with God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. So God was in Christ. Union was made possible by the death of Jesus. Are you with me? Is that clear? So if we have fellowship, so if we have fellowship with God, we can walk in darkness. As simple as that. If you are united with God, you can't walk in darkness. Why? Because God is light and in him, there is no darkness at all. Are you with me? So based on what John said in 1 John that we read, in essence, the man who has believed in the gospel, in essence, the man who has believed in the gospel is in fellowship with the Father. 
the man who had who has believed in the gospel is in fellowship with the father father into bracket the light so in essence the man who has believed in the gospel is in fellowship with the father and has the light of life the man who has believed in the gospel is in fellowship with the father and because you are in fellowship with the father you have the light of life is that clear so the moment the gospel is preached to you as an unbeliever and you believe in the gospel that moment you have fellowship with the father and that moment you receive the light of life so life has a light and that light of life is in god life has a light and that light of life is in god the moment the gospel is preached to you and you believe the gospel you then receive that light of life this life has light and that light can only be found in god and the only way a man receives that light of god is when the man believes the gospel which brings you in union with god is that clear I hope I've explained better for you. So this proves that the light is a gift in Christ. The light is a gift in Christ. The light, this is a proof that the light is a gift in Christ received by faith in the gospel. The light is a gift in Christ. Why? When we receive the gospel, we are in Christ. And the light is in Christ. So the light is a gift in Christ that you receive by faith in the gospel. Better still, light. I said the world has a light. That light is in God. The only way you can get God's light is when you believe in the gospel. The gospel was made possible because of Jesus. So when you receive Jesus, that light is a gift in Christ, which you receive by faith in the gospel. Does it make sense? Next very important point. Light means direction. Light means direction. Light means direction. So if light means direction, it's very, very interesting and simple to understand. 
For example, we're looking for direction from God. And direction is light, and God is light. And then we are in light because we have received light. That means, next point, the believer never lacks direction. The believer never lacks direction. The believer never lacks. The fact that you don't have something doesn't mean you lack it. You have not identified it. Remember recently I was looking for my wallet. My wallet is in my pocket and I was asking for my wallet. The wallet was in my pocket. And I was looking for my wallet. So the fact that you don't know where to turn does not mean God is not directing you. So I said the believer does not lack direction. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12. If you are a believer, if you have received the light of life, you don't lack direction. First Corinthians 2 verse 12. First Corinthians chapter 2 the verse number 12. Mm-hmm. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, mm-hmm. but the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. We have received, not the spirit of the world, but we, believers, we receive the spirit which is of God. And because we receive the spirit which is of God, what happens to us? We might know the things that are freely given to us of God. That implies that the believer does not lack revelation. If we have received that spirit of God that we might know all things, it means that as a believer, I don't lack direction. I don't like, sorry, revelation. It also means that a believer knows the things of God. Because the believer is indwelt by the Spirit of God. I said that means that the believer knows the things of God. And the believer, and the reason is that the believer is indwelt by the Spirit or by his Spirit. Take the scripture again. It will make more sense. First Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 2. The verse, verse 12. Mm-hmm. Now we have received not says, the spirit of the world. He says, now we have received not the spirit of the world. But the spirit which we is of God. We have received the spirit of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us And the spirit of God that we have God. received gives us the ability to know the things of God that are freely given. That's why I said the believer does not lack revelation. And again, the believer knows the things of God. And the reason the believer knows the things of God is that the believer is indwelt by his spirit. The reason I know the things of God is because the spirit of God dwells in me. Does it make sense? 
Did you get that? Maybe you didn't think about it. I said that the believer, you, you know the things of God. And the reason you know the things of God is because God's spirit, which is God's character, God's DNA, is inside you. Hello? Think about it. I'll say it again. I don't pray to know the things of God. He says, if you have received the spirit of God, then, because you have received God's spirit, you have received the ability to know the things of God. And the reason you know the things of God is not because you prayed or you fasted. It's because his spirit, which is his nature, his character, is inside you. That means, at salvation, I was not just saved, I was saved and also given the ability to know God's heart. To know God's, the things concerning God. So if I have been given the ability to know the things of God, why am I confused? It is not I don't have the ability to know. Maybe something else is wrong. Does that make sense? Take the scripture again. Think, think. First Corinthians chapter 2, the verse 12. Mm-hmm. Now we have received now not the spirit you have. of the world. When did we receive the spirit of God? At salvation. When you believe he sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart. So now in salvation, you have received the spirit of God, not the spirit of the world. And what does the spirit of God does? But the spirit which is of God, that mm-hmm. we might know the things. That we might know. The things that are freely given to us. So the spirit of God makes you know the things of God that are freely given to you. So direction is not as a result of prayer and fasting. Direction is not the result of prayer and fasting. Rather, it is a, is a fruit of Christ's redemptive work. Direction is not a result of fasting and prayer. Rather, it is a fruit of Christ's redemptive sacrifice. Better still, one of the fruits of salvation, of, of, of Christ's sacrifice, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, is for us to get direction. So Christ did not die for you to get direction, and direction now becomes a challenge for you. Is that clear? 
better understood as direction is a function of the indwelling of the spirit. Direction is a function of the indwelling of the spirit. The spirit of God that is in you, its function is to direct you. First John 1 5 again. First John chapter 1, verse 5. First John chapter 1, the verse number 5. Mm-hmm. This then is the message which we have heard of him. This then is the message we have heard of him. And declare unto you. And we declare that message to you. That God is light. That God that we serve, he is light. And in him is no darkness and at all. And in God there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have if fellowship we say with him, we are united with God and walk in darkness, and we are saying we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not. Then the we truth. lie and we don't know the truth. But you can't say you have fellowship with God and you are walking in darkness. The only way you say that is that you don't know the truth, and that is a lie. To have union with God and be in darkness. That's a lie. Are you here? He's not saying, I say you are walking in darkness. So it's not conduct. He says, if you say. He's not talking about conduct. He's talking about nature. A lot of people preach it as conduct. If you say you're a Christian and you are walking in darkness. No. It's just like what Paul said in Romans chapter, is it 6? Six? Six, one. Shall we continue in sin? That, you know? Romans chapter 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? Mm-hmm. Shall we continue in sin? Shall we continue in sin? People preach it like, shall you continue to sin? He didn't say continue to. He's not talking about action. He's not talking about conduct. He's talking about nature. Because when you read from verse 5, he told us two kinds of people. The first Adam, Adam, by one man sin came to the world. And death reigned. And by the other man, we receive grace as a gift. And we receive righteousness as a gift. So in chapter 6, 1, he says, shall we continue in sin? Which is, shall we continue like the Adamic nature? No, we can't continue. So continue, what did he say? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? That grace, because he had told you previously, you can easily, when you don't read scriptures in context, and read it just like the verse, it will sound like, I say you are going to continue to be sinning in your house. And then he say grace abound. No. In chapter 5, he has told you how grace abound. He used where sin did abound, grace did much more. And how did grace come? Grace came by Jesus Christ. By one man, sin came, Adam. By Jesus, grace came. 
So shall we continue in the nature of sin and say grace has come? He says certainly not. How can we that are dead to sin that we have been dead to sin how did we become dead to sin if you are that's why in chapter 8 he says if you walk in the flesh you can't walk in the spirit if you are in the spirit you are dead to sin so you have to read in context to think he's talking about conduct he was not so let's go back to where we are coming from my dear First John chapter 1, reading from verse 5. Mm-hmm. If we say that we have fellowship with If him, we say we are now in Christ. And walk in darkness. And we claim we are in darkness. We lie and do not the truth. So we don't know the truth. That's why we will say. <laughs> it's like somebody say, do you think because you are a Christian you go to heaven? You're a liar. You don't know the truth. Or better still, you lie. You don't know the truth. Are you here? If you say you are in Christ mm-hmm. and walk in darkness, and you walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. You don't know the truth. But if we walk in the light, if you are a light person, as he is in the light, because he is in the light, we have fellowship one with that another. That is a proof that you have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son, cleanses us from all And it's the blood of Jesus which cleanses us from all our sins. Next point. There is no darkness in him at all. There is no darkness in him at all. It is only light. Very important. There is no darkness in God at all. There is no darkness in Jesus at all. So this must certainly be seen in his offspring. There is no darkness in God. There is no darkness in Christ. So if there is no darkness, there is no light in God and Christ. And we are in union or we are the offspring of God or Christ. Then there can't be darkness in us. There is no darkness in him. There is no darkness in his offspring. James chapter 1 verse 17. James also gives us another interesting twist to it. Very beautifully. James chapter 1 mm-hmm. the verse 17. Yep. Every good gift Wait and every perfect gift is from above. Start again. He says every good gift... And every perfect gift. And every perfect gift. Is from above. Is from above. And comes down from the father of light. And comes down from who? The father of light. So God is what? The father of light. So you consistently see the Bible, the epistles referring to God as light. Continue. What did he say? With whom is no variableness. With whom there is no variableness. Neither shadow of turning. Neither is there shadow of what? Turning. So watch this for you to know he's talking about you as his offspring. 18. Of his own will Of his own will has he what? Begot he us. So he has told you the character, the nature of God. And then with that nature he gave birth to us. 
Are you here? God is light and in the nature of light of his own will has he what? Begot he us. He has given birth to us. With the word of truth. With the word of truth. What is the word of truth? The gospel. You were giving birth to God by the gospel that you believed. So he tells you God's character. He tells you God's nature. And then he says to you, it is his character and nature he gave birth to. That is why if there is no darkness in God, there can be darkness in you. Are you here? If God is light, his offspring is light. So how can they find my mother in you? If you like those things, what bread? <laughs> oh God, Hallelujah! Again, <laughs> look, look, look. So please write that we are exactly like our Father. We are exactly like our Father. We have His nature, and His nature is His spirit. We are exactly like our Father. We have his nature, and God's nature is his spirit. Let's look at Romans chapter 8, verse 9. Romans 8, 9. The Bible is so clear. Romans chapter 8, the verse number 9. <laughs> but ye are not in the flesh. You are not in the flesh. You can't be in the flesh. But in the spirit. You are where? In the spirit. How did you get into the spirit? If so be that the if spirit so of God be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Dwells in you. So the only reason you are in the spirit is because the spirit of God does what dwells, dwells in, in you. Uh-huh. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, if you are a man and you don't have the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. You are none of his. Any man that doesn't have the spirit of Christ is not God's child. How do you get the spirit of Christ? When you believe in the gospel, he sends the spirit of his son into your heart. That means at born again, at the new creation, you receive the spirit of Christ and then you, that spirit of Christ you receive is God's nature. You receive God's DNA. You receive God's character. So you receive light at salvation. Are you here? 1 Corinthians 6, 17. It's a proof. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Mm-hmm. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Look, look, look. I, we always read, when you read up. Uh, start from 16. First Corinthians chapter 6, reading from verse 16. Mm-hmm. What? Know ye not that, which, that he which is joined to an hallowed is, is one, one body. body? For two, two? saith he shall be one flesh. Because at the beginning, he says, and the two shall become one flesh. But he that is joined so unto he, the Lord. So he, the same way, he that is joined unto the Lord 
is one spirit. So the marriage symbolism was to just teach the union between God and humanity. He said the two shall become one flesh. For this cause a man will leave father and mother and join to his wife and the two shall become one. Genesis, the writings of Moses is teaching about Jesus and what he was coming to do. So he says to you, he that is joined to God becomes what? One spirit. Because God doesn't have a flesh. So we can't say becomes one flesh. Because we're not joined to God by the flesh. We're joined to God by the spirit. So you have become one spirit with God. One spirit. Very important. Another important point you write down. Write it in capital. So his leading and guidance is found in the union. God's leading and his guiding you is found in his union. We are united in spirit. We are united by the gospel. So his leading and his guiding you is in the union. It's not out of the union. God guides you in his union with you. God directs you in his union with you. And you are joined to God in the spirit. So direction is our inheritance in Christ. Direction, the believer being directed is an inheritance in Christ. Direction is an inheritance in Christ. This means a believer is never without what to do or how to do it. This means, I said direction is an inheritance in Christ. This means the believer never lacks what to do and how to do it. You don't lack it. The reason is we have left the path of confusion. The believer. Okay. Listen to the statements is correspondent. I said direction is an inheritance in Christ. And because to be directed is an inheritance in Christ. The believer who is in Christ never lack what to do or how to do it. What should I do? How should I do it? The believer doesn't like it. Because direction is an inheritance in one of the inheritance we have is forgiveness. The one of the inheritance we have is righteousness. 
So this inheritance, one of the inheritance you have in Christ, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know the hope of his calling and what is the riches of his inheritance in the saints. One of the inheritance you have in Christ is direction. And because it's an inheritance, an inheritance is not something you work for. An inheritance is something you have by virtue of who gave birth to you. So because you are given birth by God who is light, the believer does not lack what to do and how to do it. And the reason is that the believer has left the path of confusion. You have left. The moment you receive the light of life in your the light of life in your heart, you left confusion, the path of confusion, to the path of direction. John chapter 4. John. The synoptic John. John. Some say Saint John. <laughs> Saint John chapter 1. Verse 4 and 5. They call them saints because they are dead. Take your time. You've read it before, but take your time and read it again. John chapter number one, the verse number four and the verse five. What does he say? In him was life. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the life was what? The light of men. The life that was in Christ is the light of men. Uh-huh. And the light shines in darkness. And that light that is in Christ, it shines in darkness. And the darkness comprehended and it not. And darkness cannot what? Comprehend it. So we are in him who is light. That means we don't walk in darkness. Did you get that? We are in him who is Christ. And if we are in Christ, that means we don't walk in darkness. Because in him is life, and that life is the light of men. So the life of Christ is the light of men. Is that clear? Romans chapter 8, verse 12. We'll be going front and back like that. Romans 8. Verse 12. Romans chapter 8 verse 12. Mm. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. Sorry, sorry. I mean John 8, 12. John. It's talking about John. John. John 8, 12 again. John chapter 8 verse 12. Mm -hmm. Then spake Jesus again unto them saying, mm -hmm. I am the light. Of I the am world. the light. Don't forget chapter 1. He says in him was life and that life was what the light of men then in chapter 4 he's saying jesus said what eh? Stephen, i please. am the light of the world i am the light of the world he that followeth me he shall not that followeth me shall not walk in that shall not you can't have christ and walk in darkness 
He says, I am the light of this world. I am the light of this world. He that followed me shall not walk in darkness, but that person that follows me shall shall have have the light of life. The light of life. Is that clear? We follow him by faith in the gospel. He says this before he died. He that followed me shall not walk in darkness. I am the light of life of the world. He that followed me shall not walk in darkness. I give that person the light of life. How do we follow him? Very simple. We follow him by having faith in the gospel. In Matthew 28 verse 18 to 20 and Mark chapter 16 verse 15 and 16. Matthew 28. Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 to 20. That was after resurrection. And Jesus came and spake unto them saying. Jesus came and spake to them saying. All power is all given, power unto, me is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore. Go ye therefore. And teach all nations. And make disciples. Baptizing them of all in the name nations, of the Father. Baptize, identifying them in my name. Teaching, teaching them, them to observe, observe all things, all things whatsoever, whatsoever I have, I have commanded, commanded them, and let them know I am with you that always, I am in them always, even unto the end of the world. In Mark sixteen fifteen and sixteen, he says, Mark also reports that after Jesus' resurrection, he comes to them and tells them to go ye into the world. Mm-hmm. And preach the gospel to every creature. And preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes, he and, that is believes and is identified is saved. But he that believes not shall But he be that believes not is damned. And these signs shall follow and them. And these that are the signs that will follow them that believe. In my them name shall they cast that believe. out In my devils. name they will cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They will speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, they, drink any deadly thing, they shall not hurt them. them. Okay, let's stop there because of time. So we dwell in, next point, I've already said to you that we follow him by faith in the gospel. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. The following is the believing in the gospel. So we follow Jesus by believing in the gospel or by having faith in the gospel. Then the next thing I just said was that we dwell in and walk in the light as he is in the light. We dwell in and we walk in the light as he is in the light. We dwell in and we walk in the light. And the reason we dwell in and walk in the light is because he is in the light. So very importantly, we have since left the path of wanting leading. We walk in the light. We are in, because we are in the light, we walk in the light. And the reason is that he is in the light. We walk in the light 
we are in the light and the reason we walk and we are in is because he is in. He gave birth to us his light. Light cannot give birth to anything but light. Light can give birth to darkness. And light went to maternity ward and came back with darkness. Mboje. <laughs> no. Light gives birth to light. So Jesus explained to Nicodemus, what is born of the flesh is flesh. Whatever is born of the spirit is spirit. So you can't be born of the spirit and be flesh. You can't be born of the light and be darkness. So what is born of the flesh is flesh. What is born of the spirit is spirit. What is born of light is light. Very important. So I said again that we have since left. We have since left that part of wanting leading. Anything you see a believer wanting, they just lack understanding of what has been provided. We have since left the part of wanting leading. Father, I want you to lead me. As I am going, please come and take control. It means he's not in control. When you ask God to lead, it means he's not leading your life. And the question is, when did he lose control of your life? Because it is he who lives in you. Asking God to lead means he was not leading all along. (laughs) I will explain better, you get it. I said the last statement, I said, we have left the path of wanting leading. We have left that part of using trial lock, experiments, and theories to hear God's voice. The believer let that place long ago. When you see a believer doing what he shouldn't do, it's just lack of knowledge. When you see a believer not living as who he is, as the Bible says, he just lacks knowledge. So when the unbeliever is confused and the believer is confused, it's not that the believer lacks direction. The believer lacks what? Knowledge. Because the believer functions in light. The reason you have left the path of wanting leading, using trials, experiments, theories, is because you function in light. Everything about you is light. You function in light. And the reason you function in light is because you are indwelled by his spirit. And his spirit is light. 
you are indwelt by his spirit. Romans chapter 8, again 9 to 11. Paul. Romans chapter 8, verse 9 to verse 11. Mm -hmm. But ye are not in the flesh. You are not in the flesh. But in the spirit. You are in the spirit. If so be that the spirit, if so of, God be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man, now, if any man has Christ, not the spirit of Christ, he is, he is none, none of, his. of his. Ten. And, and if, if Christ, Christ be in you, you the, the body is dead because, because of sin. sin. But, but the, the spirit, spirit is life because of righteousness. Eleven. But if the spirit of but him if that, the spirit raised that raised Jesus uh-huh. from the dead mm-hmm. dwell in you, dwells in you, he that raised up Christ, he from the that dead raised Christ up from the dead, shall also quicken your mortal bodies. He will quicken your mortal bodies. How is he going to do that? By his spirit that dwells. By in his you. spirit that does what? Dwell dwells in you. In you. The indwelling of the spirit was long prophesied by the prophet Ezekiel. And it has been fulfilled in Christ. Ezekiel chapter 36, 26 and 27. That indwelling, that makes us unique as Christians. That promise of God. Jesus says, wait in Jerusalem for the promise of my father. So people think the promises of the Godfather is silver and gold. We are dominating. We are in charge. No. The promise of the Father was the Spirit. The promised Spirit. Ezekiel 36. Young God. Ezekiel chapter 36. Mm-hmm. Verse 26 and 27. Ezekiel 36 verse 26 and verse 27. Mm. A new heart also will I give you. He says, a new heart will I also give you. And a new spirit will I put And a new spirit you. will I also do what? Put within you. So this was a prophecy. The Old Testament speaks of what God was going to do in Christ. So a new heart will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony and heart I will out take of away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you an heart of flesh. And I will give you an heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit. And I, you. the heart of flesh I'm giving you is that I am putting my spirit within you. Within you. And cause you to walk in my and statutes. And because of my spirit that dwells in you, it will cause you to walk in my statutes. And ye shall keep my judgment and do them. So the spirit of God was a prophecy that was fulfilled in Christ. He has given us. He has given us into bracket and we are indwelled by his spirit now and forever. Take that again. He has given us then you put into bracket, and we are indwelt by, into bracket, his spirit now and forever. He has given us. So what he gave, what he gave was that his spirit was indwelled in us. And it is indwelling in us now and forever. You can see First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12. Let's take some few scriptures. 
First Corinthians chapter two. I'll move very fast now as I'm running up. First Corinthians. First Corinthians two twelve. Two twelve. Now we have received not the spirit. Now we of the have world. received. You see, the prophecy of Ezekiel is being fulfilled in Christ. So the prophecy that and I will put. Now what have has been to us? We have received, we not, have the received the world, not the spirit of the world. But the spirit which is of God. But the spirit which is of what? God. Did you remember what Ezekiel said? And I will put my spirit. But now we have received the spirit which is of God. Mm. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Chapter 3 verse 16. The prophecy is fulfilled in Christ. First Corinthians, Corinthians 3, 16. verse 16. Mm. Know ye not that ye Don't are the you temple know that you are the temple of God? And the spirit of God and dwells in you. And the spirit of God, that's what? Dwells in you. It dwells in you. First Corinthians 6, 17. First Corinthians chapter 6, the verse number 17. Mm. But, but he that is joined with God is one spirit. Is one spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 13 verse 41 of my favorite second corinthians 13 2 corinthians 13 14 mm-hmm. the grace of our lord jesus the christ. grace of our lord jesus christ and the love of god which is the love of god and the communion of the holy which ghost which is the communion the union of the holy ghost the indwelling of the holy ghost be with you all is now with us The grace of our Lord, which describes God's love, is what produced the koinonia, the union of our spirit and the spirit of God, which is now fulfilled. You hear? 1 Corinthians 3.24. Sorry, 1 John. 1 John 3.24. 1 John chapter 3. Verse 24. Talk to me. And he that keeps his commandment Mm -hmm. dwells in him. He that keeps his commandment dwells in him. And he in him. And he is also in that person. And hereby we know that he abides in us. And this is what we know that he abides in us. By the spirit which he has given us. So the only reason that we know that God is in us is by the spirit which is what? He has given to us. Is somebody here? Let's go to chapter 4. Verse 13. Same first John. First John chapter 4. The verse 13. Mm-hmm. Hereby know we that we dwell in him. This, now we know that we do what? We dwell in him. We dwell in him. And he in us. And he also does what? Dwells he dwells in us. in us. Because? He has given us of his spirit. So the giving of God's spirit in your heart proves that God dwells in you and you dwell. Does it make sense? So how do you know that God dwells in you? It's because he has given you his spirit. Are you here? The spirit of God is life. That spirit of God is the reason you have eternal life. The spirit of God, it is life. Romans chapter 8 verse 10. The spirit of God 
it is life. So the moment you have the spirit of God, it means God has given you his life. Yeah. Are you here? I said the moment you receive the spirit of God, you have received the life of God. Romans 8.10. Romans 8.10. Mm-hmm. And if Christ be in you. If Christ be in you. The body is dead because of sin. The body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life. The spirit is what? Life. Life. Because of righteousness. The spirit is life. So you have received the life of God. And you received it by the giving of his spirit. Is somebody here? Again, John 1, 4 and 5. This life, I said the spirit is life and this life is light. John 1, verse 4 and verse 5. The life that you receive is light. John 1, 4 and 5. In him was life. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. So the life of God is light. Mm-hmm. And the light shines in darkness. And the light shines in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. And the darkness comprehended not. So next point. So by faith in the gospel, by faith, we have been faith in the gospel that was preached to us. We have received life by faith in the gospel, by faith in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. The moment you have faith that Jesus died for your sins and he rose for your justification, you receive life. And that life you receive is the spirit of God. And that spirit of God is light. When you have faith in the gospel, you receive life, you receive spirit, you receive light. John 3, 16, John 10, 27 to 28. John 3, 16. John chapter 3, verse 16. Mm -hmm. For God so loved the world Mm -hmm. that he gave his only begotten son Mm -hmm. that whosoever believes in him Mm -hmm. should not perish but have everlasting life. So when you believe in his son, you get life. But because God does not die, his life that you get is everlasting. Are you here? God gives you his life. But the life of God is eternal. So when you receive the gospel, when you receive Jesus, you receive the life of God. And the life of God is eternal. So you you can say you receive life. But Adjective qualifies the noun. The type of life you receive based on the person's life you got is eternal. God's life is eternal in nature. Are you here? So you can't receive God's life and then you perish. That's why that gospel can't be the gospel of Christ. How can a believer receive the life of God and he perishes? live forever. John 10, 26, 27, 27, 28 rather. John 10. John chapter 10. Jesus speaking says, verse 27 and he verse gives. 28. What do you give Jesus? Eh? 
my sheep hear my he voice. He says, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them. And I know them. And they follow me. And my sheep follow me. And I give unto and them. And I give unto them. Eternal life. I give unto them life. But the life I give because of who I am is eternal. They uh-huh. shall never perish. They shall what? Never perish. So you can't tell a believer he will perish. Neither shall any man plug them out Neither of my hand. Neither shall any man plug them out of my so hand. So nobody can plug the believer from God's hand. How? So at what point the uh, witches in your house plug you from God's hand? At what point in your dream? So when you were sleeping, God was also sleeping. If Jesus says, whilst men sleep, did he say, whilst God slept? It's for another day. Let's move on, my dear. Yes. So, next point. We are in him. And we have direction. We are in him. And in him, we have direction. When you are in Christ, you have direction. Why? He is our wisdom. 1 Corinthians 1.30 When you need, you need direction, you need wisdom on things. And Jesus is our wisdom. 1 Corinthians 1.30 ah. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus. He says you Jesus. are in Christ Jesus. Who, who of God is made unto us. Who of God Jesus by God, he's made unto us what? Wisdom. Wisdom. And righteousness. Righteousness. And sanctification. sanctification and redemption. So, that's why I told you direction is part of the redemption package. The same way you were redeemed, the same way you were sanctified, the same way you were made righteous, the same way you are directed. It is how you have known and thought of direction that is making you think direction is a strange thing. You know, if you have been told that God speaks in mysterious ways, so that you've been about to murder you here. Qua, 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 qua. Because you read in Revelations, the word is revelation. That God was speaking like many waters. He's in a dream. So you have assumed that because of that movie you watched, Moses, Moses, Moses. I am the Lord your God. The land which you are standing on is a holy land. You forget that the person speaking is an actor. And you are putting sound effect. Please put sound effect on my voice. Let them see. (laughs) When you are ready, let me know. Michael. Michael, Michael, how much is your salary? <laughs> the sound effects. 
So you have assumed all your life that God talks with sound effects. So if that's how you think God talks, and if he doesn't talk that way, he will talk and you will hear. Because you have an expectation of how God talks. And the question is, Did he tell you that's how he talks? You watch some of these movies. I've told you, movies, most of the time, is somebody's perception of how things should be. I've watched a a movie, two types of movie. One, Back to the Future. I don't know how you go Back to the Future. Have you heard that movie, Back to the Future? You rather be back to the past. I don't want back to the future. And then you, they can go and see that a time is coming. Cars will no more be on road. To be flying is somebody's imagination. That's not the word of God. So the moment you start having revelations on somebody's dream movie you watch. You know you can watch a movie and dream with a movie. I'm telling you. of all the people have had rapture dreams. It was based on the movie they watched. Because that's the perception of movie. That's the perception of rapture they have. The pastor will be preaching and boom, his trouser will be there. and then (laughs) The trouser couldn't get rapture. I'm closing. Let's do this and let me close. So, I said, he is our wisdom. That means he gives us insight. If Jesus is our wisdom, he gives us insight and foresight. Oh, I love this. If Jesus is our wisdom, he gives us insight and foresight. And helps us make proper use of our hindsight. That's a punchline. If Jesus is our wisdom, then he gives us insight and foresight and helps us to make proper use of our hindsight. He helps us to make proper use of our hindsight. Because he's our wisdom, he helps us. Ephesians 1.8 Ephesians chapter 1, the verse 8. Herein has abounded toward us in all wisdom, in all and, wisdom prudence. and prudence. That's all part of the package of redemption. Because seven, seven says, and in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he had abandoned to us what? In all wisdom and prudence. So Jesus is our wisdom. So he he. He gives us insight and foresight and helps us to make proper use of our eyesight. 
So there is no room for confusion in us. Say there is no room of confusion in me. I can't hear you. Say there is no room for confusion in us. Hallelujah. We are alive unto God. We are alive unto God. We don't pray for direction. Please write it in capital. We don't, we do not pray for direction. It is ours. Direction is ours. We don't pray for direction. Direction is ours. This is the key thing as I close. We don't pray for direction because direction is ours. However, we don't pray for direction because direction is ours. However, we only pray to know. We only pray to know it. We don't pray for direction. We pray to know. We pray to know it. We pray to see it. And we walk in it. We don't pray for direction. We pray to know. Knowledge is a prayer point for the believer. Cease not to pray for you. That ye may know. So the things that are provided, we pray to know. The things that are ours, we pray to know. So we pray to know it. We pray to see it. When we know it, we will see it. Let me say it in a better way. So we pray to know it. And when we know it, we will see it. And then we will walk in it. So I pray to know. So I can see it. So I can walk in it. Is that clear? So the prayer is to know. And when I know, I see it and then I walk in it. This happens only when we recognize what he has done in Christ. This only happens when we recognize what he has done in Christ. This only happens when we recognize what he has done in Christ. This only happens. So I will only know when I recognize what God has done in Christ. Philemon 1.6 Amplified. Philemon 1, 6, Amplified. Philemon 1, the verse 6. Uh-huh. And I pray. And I pray. That the participation in. That the union you have in God. And sharing of your faith. Uh-huh. May produce. Will produce. The union promo- you have will produce. And promote full recognition. And it will promote full recognition. And appreciation. And you appreciating. And understanding. And you understanding. And precise knowledge. 
that precise knowledge of every good thing of every good thing that is ours that is ours in our identification in with our Christ Jesus. identification in with Christ, Christ Jesus so till I come to a place of recognition full recognition direction will be a strange thing for me last point therefore our role is to take note of as believers our role is to take note of that is to recognize his leading Our role is to take note of. That is, to recognize his leading in and through us. To recognize his leading in, his leading in and through us. And walk in the same. Our role is to take note of. That is, what do you mean by take note of? That is to recognize his leading in and through us and walk in the same. We must know. We must know. We are called not to prove or impress him. I must know. I am not called to prove or to impress him, but to follow his leading. If I have this in mind, I won't be in a rush to do anything, to prove anything. You can't impress God. All I need to do is to follow his leading. So, the reason for this teaching is to help you to recognize My duty as your pastor is to help you to recognize his leading. To know so you can walk in. Amen. This was a message from the General Overseer of Yakal House, Reverend Gilbert Osei. We are available anytime for prayer, support and counseling. Please don't hesitate to call us on 0544-600-600. That's 0544-600-600. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it.